Hello, welcome to Student Spotlight presented by the ET Dallas Entrepreneurship Club. My name is Ronak Kegde. I am the secretary for the club. Hi, my name is Harshni. I'm the vice president of the Entrepreneurship Club. And essentially, Student Spotlight is a way that we can highlight students slash alumni doing cool stuff in the uh, DFW startup community, whether they're founders, co-founders, part of the startup, whether they're part of an accelerator, whatever that is, we want to humanize essentially these mystical entrepreneurs. So today we have a special guest being the winner of the 2019 Big Idea, Mr. Anish Hegde. And before we start, if you are a UTD student, or even if you're not, and you're interested in uh, following the UT Dallas Entrepreneurship Club, we would highly recommend you follow eClub UTD at Instagram and UT Dallas Entrepreneurship Club on Facebook. Awesome. Okay, so we'll just get started with um, Anish. So Anish, introduce yourself, um, who you are, and how you came about starting your own company that is called Resume Puppy. Hi. So yeah, I'm a master's student here. I'm doing my computer science uh, and data science track. I came here fall 2018. And uh, yeah, practically I grew up uh, in India. I moved around within the country. Uh, I About 10 years ago when I got my first laptop, that's when I was introduced to programming. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, my interest in making things, right? So I used to start uh, making websites. I made some music mm-hmm. and horrible ones. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was very interested in making apps and games at that time. Uh, And Android had just come into the market and it was quite accessible. So I started building apps at that point. After my bachelor's, I uh, took up job in Robosoft, which was like India's top uh, uh, app development company. So I built apps for like Fortune 500 companies and small companies alike. Um, Then they they had another small startup within their company called 99Games. So I went and worked on Starchef that had over... 10 to 15 million downloads at that point. So that was like a huge scale uh, application. And uh, yeah, so I got to work on all of that. After that, I moved to SignEasy. Now, SignEasy was a California-based startup. So here I got to work on Android. I got to even work on the backend. And then I got an idea of the entire stack. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is where I realized, hey, uh, I want to build something that I can scale, uh, make something that's B2B and B2C. Uh, I mean, that's that's where the initial spark, uh, you know, got uh, lighted up. So after that, when I moved to uh, America, uh, I was quite interested uh, to see what I can build. Um, so I, I, I kept looking out for ideas that I can work on. Meanwhile, uh, uh, the time came for us to search for internships, right? And I would apply to a lot of companies online and uh, I wouldn't get a call back. And I was quite... Uh, uh, I was quite uh, intrigued because I had over five years of experience in yeah. mo- mobile development and app development. And I would not get a lot of calls back when I reply online. Like even if I would go and talk to a recruiter, I would get a call back and I would get that interview. But when I would apply online, I wouldn't get it. Right. So, yeah, by, when when looking at it, I realized that there's something called an applicant tracking system that picks your resume based on the uh, keywords that are there in your job description. Right. So if your resume doesn't have the right keywords, it doesn't even get picked. And that's where I knew, oh, there is something here. You know, I, I, can, I can build something here to make this process uh, more democratic. You know? how, do you, how do you feel about a machine separating you or deciding your fate for your future? It's, it's, like, it's quite unfair, right? Yeah. And I'm sure like, a lot of yeah. students, especially like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're kind of in that process of trying to apply to an internship or apply to a job I'm sure how frustrating it is to like not get like not get the position or even just 
not get any response back so why why do you like what do you think is the biggest issue of like do you think an application ats with the software do you think it has benefits or do you think it needs to be like updated somehow yeah definitely one thing it's unfair because uh, you've spent so much time right you've you spent years of hard work and thousands of hours to get to this point and then at the end of the day it decides if you get that interview or not mm-hmm. but on the other hand when you look at it it is there for a reason right because uh, for uh, every job posting over 1000 2000 10000 people apply for the same listing and like an hr has to they can't sift through that yeah. much and uh, that's why they need the top 10 top 20 and the way they can get to that top 10 top 20 is if a machine tells them hey these are the top 20 candidates so yes on both sides uh, there are problems and that's why it exists but at the same time i think a lot of people miss out because they just don't uh, you know follow those rules right because now somebody has set the rules so Could you explain how the current ATS system works? How does it pick out people? Like what differentiates one application from another? Got it. So, yeah, so basically most companies use applicant tracking systems that have been built by different companies, right? And uh, some of the older companies like their ATS systems don't even pick up resumes that are in PDF because mm-hmm. they're that old, right? So only if you send in uh, a Word doc or something, it'll just pick it up. and there are some ATSs that rely heavily on keywords so i'm not talking about the top 10 top 20 companies like google facebook amazon might be doing things differently and they have a huge system behind it but there are so many other companies there are thousands of companies out there that are heavily recruiting and they're using such uh, ATS systems now what ATS does is like for example it has an interface where it'll say hey this is the job opening and thousands of people have applied and according to us these are the top 100 people uh, that you can interview and now the hr like the human there you know goes through the list of all the uh, people who have been selected in the top 10 top 20 top 100 and then starts calling and initiating the process so that is exactly how the loop is so you found you found a pain point essentially from what i'm seeing that yeah. you were frustrated with not getting any callbacks so how did that lead you to where you are right now Yeah so uh I because I had applied to a job at Yahoo and uh, online and I hadn't got a call back and then luckily one day I went on LinkedIn reached out to a director at at that company and uh uh like within a week I had an offer and I was like amazed I'm like okay this problem exists and it has been validated at this point because you know it didn't work online it worked offline for me and uh, so when i went uh, to california i was uh, with my co-founder there so we we kept discussing um, every week we would just huddle and get come in with ideas and uh, the problem and probably hashing it out properly uh, and then so we had that session for about 2 3 months and we spoke to recruiters there uh, try to understand what uh, on their side of things right so how how do they look at things so yeah we got a we got a somewhat clear idea as to what we want to solve and uh, yeah and that led to when i came back here i saw the mail for cometex accelerator on campus and i'm like hey this is my chance mm-hmm. i want to get into this and see if i can build my idea mm-hmm. so uh, just for those who aren't really familiar with what cometex is could you explain what that whole process was like for you just as a applicant part of the got board? it So Cometex is an accelerator on campus so they have classes at Blackstone Launchpad and uh, yeah so they have classes every week um, it's a 12 week program and uh, 
at the end of the 12 week there is a pitch competition uh, where people from the industry like investors or vcs or ceos come in and judge your uh, pitch so during the course of the accelerator you get to learn from you know industry uh, people about how to raise money how to pitch how to uh, form like how to structure your company and uh, things of those sort and that definitely uh, and basically they also help in shaping your idea right because sometimes you think you know uh, what you want to build but probably that is not something that people might want or mm-hmm. might not be financially very uh, lucrative for even vcs to invest mm-hmm. so how how do you make something that from an idea to like uh, an actual business so that is something that the accelerator helps you figure out at what point uh, was resume puppy like at what stage did you have it in until you got into comedex and then how did it yeah so it was it was uh, it was only an idea at that point right so when i got in i was like hey this is the pain point and this is what i figured out and i know the name now cuz I, I yeah we had figured out the name by that time and we had what's like, the story behind the name i think that was a, that's a question that a lot of people <laughs> ask you right like it's very different from yeah. your from like your indeed or linkedin like yeah. resume puppy has a like, cute little puppy on the logo why yeah. why the puppy yeah i mean like one thing we realized that nobody wants to do resumes nobody wants to yeah. make resumes and uh, that's uh, it it just it irritates people it makes them sad yeah. and <laughs> just like how a puppy makes you happy and takes you out of stress we wanted to hey put them both together and say hey okay i know this is uh, this is sad but hey come out and i'll build you a resume and yeah. make sure that you get so it's kind of like your so, little buddy yeah it's like yeah sort of awesome so when you so you came in to comedax you had this idea to figure out you know to kind of figure out how to go about this pain point of helping people with their resumes and then um, talk us through the, the the process like you're from ideal validation to building your minimal viable product to essentially like fully fledging that concept and then the next big thing for you which was big idea got it so one thing i realized was uh, we had uh, like we had a correct understanding about what the problem was because everybody around us were having the same problems mm-hmm. right so it was not only me like people i know people who would apply to 10 companies a day you know it, everybody would say hey unless you apply to 500 companies you wouldn't get a call back uh so that kind of that kind of already existed so we knew that hey we need to make this more efficient we need to make sure that if you apply to 50 companies at least you get one interview call back because it's it's not that people don't know how to crack the interview it's about getting that interview yeah. and that was a problem that people were having right and uh, at the end of the day we realized that this problem existed and keywords played a huge part in it it's just like seo basically to rank your uh, websites up you add more keywords at least at that point now it's backlinks and stuff but uh, yeah so we knew the problem and while going through the accelerator i realized okay this is how i can shape my company this is how we split our shares this is how i can get more people to work on this uh, you will also like at the accelerator we learned about hey how do you make uh, early adopters like early uh, investors and early developers uh, gain more from coming into the company um, and all those things around formation of a company but about the idea uh because we were introduced to something called a business canvas model we had to fill it up right and we had to figure out hey okay this works here this is my usp this is what my competitors are and this is what they're charging so that gives you an idea about okay what is out there mm-hmm. and that forces you to go out there and make your research like most people 
might not realize that there might be a sim- similar, similar product concept. on there. Yeah, similar so concept. So you, I'm guessing you did a lot of market research, right? Figure out what's out in the landscape, um, who's your competitors, um, Definitely. what, com- what um, competitive advantage you have. Definitely. So how long did that research process take? Because I know sometimes... You could, right. You can either be on the two extremes. One, you could either do really low research and make a lot of mistakes, or you could kind of stay in that research phase and kind of over plan and not really execute. So, what do you think? Like, what advice would you have for someone, say, who is starting out with their idea and they're doing their market research? How long do you think is a it's that it's that gold lock like sweet point? Um, Got it. So um, one thing is uh, staying in the research phase is not great at all because yeah. then you, you wouldn't en- end up doing anything. Uh, I think re- research is an ongoing process. So we also learned about new companies as we progressed uh, and we learned about new business ideas and business models as we progressed. So I think the key over here is to keep executing. Uh, so if you're a developer, you can start building it, build a very small MVP. So say you don't have to you don't have to build the end product in the uh, beginning, right? You can just test it out. Like what I did is it took me like literally a day or so to build my uh, like MVP. So it's basically hack it till you make it, right? Mm-hmm. Basically just get whatever frameworks, you know, say if you just know HTML, JavaScript and CSS, just go and build with that. Don't sit and learn React and whatever backend frameworks. Uh, to go and execute it, right? Just do with what you have. I think that's a solid point because I feel like a lot of, especially people in the tech industry, yeah. they always feel like to make an application, they need to learn Angular, React, yeah. they need to make this user, uh, this UI scalable and everything, exactly. but they never get anywhere because it's so overwhelming to learn all of that. At exactly, once. and it is overwhelming and it takes a while. So my advice there again would be like, you don't even need to go and build the tech like for example if you're building like a shopping website hey create a facebook page put stuff there market on the facebook page and see if there is an interest Mm -hmm. for whatever you're building because that's a great marketplace and that is somewhere you can get some kind of traction and that is good enough for an mvp and that is good enough for your initial like even if you want to go and talk about your idea to someone right so the main thing that most investors and any any businessman will look at your traction right at the end of the day if you have somebody interested in your product if you had signups if you have users so that's like a huge deal for them so so speaking of traction so where Update us about how Resume Puppy's doing, its growth since the big idea competition. First of all, how did that feel for you, like winning the big idea? Yeah, it was unreal. I mean, I I didn't expect it. I was like, okay, my idea (laughs) is good, but uh, I was not sure about it Mm -hmm. even even to start with, right? And then as days went by, I realized that, hey, we have a market and we have something there and uh, and big, just winning big idea and even the comment X pitch accelerator, we we won second place there. Uh, So... I mean, winning both of those gave some kind of validation to us. And we realized, hey, we have something here Mm -hmm. and we can go ahead and build something, you know. And to anyone out there who's building, right, these competitions are really good because they they just they give you some amount of money. So it frees up like you don't have to worry about, hey, how will I uh, manage the servers? How will I manage Mm -hmm. uh, developers and stuff? So I think, yeah, validation, money, and also network, right? So, exposure. Yeah, exposure. I'm so sure, that, I'm sure winning Big ID exposed you to a lot of really cool people, right? Anish is kind of the popular dude at Blackstone right now. You bring up a niche hack, ooh, it's a niche. But no, that, it's great. I think, um, you know, even as students, as we watch, being in the audience, watching you speak and pitch, I'm sure it wasn't an easy thing to just stand in front of like 300, 400 people telling out your idea, right? And yeah. I think it's so easy for us to criticize 
monetize an idea, whereas for someone to stand up there and actually share an idea, I think it takes a lot of courage. So what advice would you give to say like for future students who are kind of like judging themselves? Like, should I try this? My idea is not great enough. How do I how do I go about it? What's that one? If you yeah. could say it in one line, what, do we, what would it be? Just go do it. Just go do it. <laughs> No, I mean, just to add to it, I mean, like, uh, everybody wants to build the next Facebook, and that's not possible, right? Mm-hmm. And every every problem, no matter how small it is, uh, definitely uh, is a huge problem for a lot of people. And if you can solve it efficiently and get them to pay it, like, you make it. Like, your business is out there. Mm-hmm. So I think you just have to go do it. So yeah, that would be my advice. Oh, so what's next for Resume Puppy? Yeah, so uh, exciting times. We are actually uh, we actually have two of my friends uh, who are developers in India. They're working on it. So we're building it. Uh, we're testing out beta internally, and I can't wait for it to come out and uh, you know for people to use it and when see how. When can we expect a? Can we expect a day? Could you? Yeah, I, I I was quite optimist, and I thought probably in January we should be able to uh, see it. But uh, I I'm thinking like mid February or end of mm-hmm. February we should have. Uh, at least like a very basic uh, model out there. So we'll be testing with the people who have signed up. So mm-hmm. if you've signed up, we, we'll be rolling out invites uh, one by one, uh, probably mid-February. What so. are some of the challenges that you guys are going through right now just to build that first uh, launch? Yeah, exactly. So the thing is, since developers are working on it and they will also be like, hey, we want to make this really awesome. We need to get the best. Uh, we need to get the best out of it. Like, we we need to use the best technologies and make it scalable and stuff, right? So my advice to even them is like, hey, let's get it to work, and then we can you know go back and fix the technical debt later. Because for us right now, we need to figure out the uh, product market fit, right? Because for us that's very important. If there is no product market fit and we can't somehow get people to use it, then this is of no use. So at this moment also, we are getting up uh, to release it as quickly as possible try it out get feedback go back to the drawing board and fix things right so mm-hmm. that is a process that is ongoing so. so you mentioned that you have developers right now yeah the, as the founder of the company how did you go about choosing who's on the team like and just explain who i guess is on the team who are the main players got it so the thing thing about it is uh, uh one thing you need to know is the initial developers in your company should also have like an entrepreneurial mindset, right? Because they should also think of it as a product about building it. Uh, if you get core technologists, you're just going to waste time and money. So these guys, I've worked with them before. So I've built applications before. So I've always been building applications for the past 10 years. So I worked with them. I saw uh, that they have the same mindset. And those are the first people I approached. And uh, luckily, they, they agreed to come on board and uh, go. So one of them is Fahad. The, he is in India. Another is Anant. Uh, both, are, both of them are in India. And from our team, my co-founder is Simon Shetty. He is in California. He's still working at Lyft at the moment. And uh, we, we are uh, coordinating very closely uh, on how to move the company ahead. So. That's awesome. So um, another question that I have for you is, you know, being a student or being, um, if you're working a job, to lead an entrepreneurial life is not easy, right? You yeah. have to kind of, you can't necessarily drop out of school. You can't, yeah. I mean, some people do, but you can't also necessarily just drop your job and go for it. So what would you say in the process of, because I know you're a student here and I know your co-founder, like you said, works at Lyft. So how do you guys kind of put out, put out time to work on this idea and like work on your company? Got it. So definitely because you're working on this uh, nearly full time, uh, you will lose up on uh, kind of social life. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that is ac- acceptable, I feel, because, hey, you 
to get something you lose something but at the same time at the same time i feel that uh, uh, nothing much has changed because i've always been the kind of guy who who has gone out and done different things tried different things and built something so i think on that front nothing has changed and for me uh, i just find this so exciting uh, for me it's something that comes very naturally and i i i don't really i don't really feel that i'm losing out on anything cuz i just have fun doing this and i would have done this for free and, <laughs> and that's what i told my even previous employer like hey man you're paying me for this but i'd do this for free cuz this is something that i enjoy so that's awesome no i think um trying to balance that and having that sort of spirit of having fun while doing it cuz i think people put a lot of pressure on themselves trying to come up with this perfect idea yeah. and launch a perfect company but like we've seen and like hearing from you it looks like you know obviously that doesn't exist yeah also the thing about it is patience right because yeah. a lot of people lack that and uh, you need to be able to see 5 years down the line 2 years down the line i mean not concretely but at least know that hey this is what i'm going to do like i know that hey tomorrow if i have to support this and i don't want to take any vc funding i'm going to i have to take a job up mm-hmm. and you should be ready for that like if you're in for the long game i i don't think a lot of problems will come come up but if you're in for the short game cuz instagram has made entrepreneurship like some kind of uh, like you're a rockstar or something yeah. but that's not true right cuz it's a long game and yeah. it's just patience and you need to keep doing your work on a continuous basis and hope everything goes right so yeah so on that point there's always on instagram people put like all these <laughs> captions people put like 9 to 5 is for me blah 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 <laughs> but what are some of the misconceptions that you have found as being a founder have gone through now a few months i guess yeah. as being a founder what are some misconceptions about entrepreneurship that you think would be helpful for our audience to know yeah i mean you can't expect everyone to work like you number 1 so if a ceo is saying hey i don't have a 9 to 5 and i work 24 hours and uh, stuff like that i don't think everyone will do that cuz it's not the same for everyone and also sometimes what happens is some people can do really good quality work uh, in the 8 hours uh, or 6 hours or 4 hours or 3 hours that they can do and that that can that can be equal to what a person would do for 12 hours so it's person to person what people like some people like work work life integration some people like uh, keeping it separate right and it works from person to person and i think we should not be forcing like a model on each person so so i think adaptivity is key exactly yeah for and, sure yeah and like as a founder and a person running the company you you need to try and see uh, who fits what model best mm-hmm. and try and play with on their strengths right so if they do something really well you play on their strength and say hey you do this and yeah. somebody else does something else really well and you you go and say hey do this so to just do it is kind of our a key like <laughs> you mentioned i think yeah i'm sorry nike but no no you're right i mean there's a way why it's so popular right yeah. to just do it i think executing yeah. on your idea is key um but yeah thank you anish for joining us on this our very first session actually of student spotlight um to those of you listening we hope that this kind of introduced you to a niche um how so for people that kind of want to follow up on your journey follow up on what resume is doing resume puppy is doing how do we get in touch with you yeah so i'm i'm on linkedin so okay. linkedin/in/anish-hegde <laughs> <laughs> or uh, yeah email me at anish@resumepuppy.com and i'll be happy to chat with you i mean i'm quite active on linkedin so please reach out to me Uh yeah that's about it
Awesome. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it would be for any of you who do want to ask Anish questions, he's a great person to talk to, a great conversationalist, will help you literally on anything. Um, but yeah, thank you for your time here. And thank you. Thank you so much. We from you. the Entrepreneurship Club wish you lots of really great success this upcoming year, and we will definitely keep us posted with your journey. Sure. Thank you so much.